want to welcome you to week 28 of our look through the book of Matthew. Just a few weeks left as we head towards the end of the book, chapter 26. And in chapter 26, as we start day one in this chapter today, everything in this chapter is in light of the first five verses. Listen to how this chapter starts. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, as you know, the Passover is two days away and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. And then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas. And they plotted to arrest Jesus in some sly way and kill him, but not during the feast, they said, or there might be a riot among the people. These verses set up everything that's going to happen in this chapter. We're heading towards the cross, and these are all the events that happen right before the cross. In this chapter, we're going to see an anointing, a betrayal, a supper, a sorrowing, a trial, and a denial. All in this chapter, all leading up, heading towards the fact that Jesus is going to sacrifice his life for you, for me, because of his love for us. It begins in a very positive way, with an anointing. Beginning in verse 6, we see Jesus being anointed by a woman for his burial, even before it happens. Listen to what happens. When Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing for me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. I tell you the truth. Wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And that prophecy, that truth that Jesus told is coming true again. We're talking about her as we talk about the gospel. John tells us that the woman who did this was Jesus' friend Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. And here she is in her spirit of worship, extravagantly giving to Jesus. And Jesus affirms how important it is, so important that it would be told everywhere. Now, when he says the poor you will always have with you, he's not saying you should just put up with that. The Bible again and again tells us to care for the poor. No, he's saying you need to care for the poor, but you also need to recognize the importance of what she's done. You can worship extravagantly and also care for the poor. Jesus says it's not either or, it's both. And this woman has prepared my body, he said, even in advance for burial. Mary sacrificially worships. She sacrificially gives to Jesus this day. And as I look at this, the question I have is, what about you and I? What do we have to do? What has to happen in our lives to be like Mary, to give such sacrificial worship to the Lord? Because your values are always going to show up in your actions. Your values will always show up in your actions. You've probably seen that silly bumper sticker. My wife said it's either her or fishing. I'm sure going to miss my wife. That guy's values showed up in his actions, what he valued the most. And Mary says here that she values Jesus the most. What does it take to make this, this humble and extravagant sacrifice for Jesus? Well, let's learn from Mary some things that she did. First, she had the ointment. She kept the ointment. So the first thing it takes is it takes a costly preparation. You have to prepare your heart. You have to prepare your life to make such a sacrifice. Worship is a heart transformed that expresses love regardless of the cost. And that transformed heart causes you to be ready for these moments. Now, in studying the kind of ointment that was used in that day that was so expensive, it was probably a pure nard, an aromatic herb that was grown in the high pasture land of the Himalayas beyond Tibet and India. 
And the fact that it was rare, so rare, caused it to cost probably about a year's wages for this amount. So when the disciples were upset, there was a reason they were upset. This was an extremely expensive act of worship. And whether she had bought it or it had been given to her, this was a treasure that had been given to her and she had somehow paid the price to keep it for this day. She had, without even knowing it maybe, planned for this act of devotion. And sometimes to be prepared for an act of devotion means you have to plan in advance. You have to plan in advance. It is a wonderful thing to say, I'm just going to extravagantly in this moment do what Jesus asked me to do. But it's also wonderful to prepare for it in advance. So the person who says, hey, I'm in debt. I need to be ready for whatever God asked me to do. And they get out of debt. And because of that, they're able to go on the mission field when God asked them to go. They prepared in advance. Which is more an act of devotion, giving the last $20 in your pocket just as an expression of love or saving $20,000 to give to the Lord? Well, they're both an act of devotion, but don't forget the preparation part. And Mary prepared for this moment. And then she brings it to the table. In every extravagant act of worship, of sacrifice, there is an intentional decision. There's a moment of, I'm going to worship Jesus. I'm going to do this. She goes and gets it. She brings it to the table. That is the moment when you're saying, my values, my value of worship, my value of love for Christ, That is what's going to reign in this moment. And she made that decision, as she did many times in her life. She brings it to the table, and she breaks the jar to pour it on Jesus. So there's this intentional decision that leads to this moment of sacrifice. Love so extravagant that it was shocking. When she broke that jar, was it a terrible waste of money or an extravagant expression of love? It all depended on the values. Some looked at the value of the perfume, but Jesus looks at the value of Mary's action. He looks at the value of Mary's heart, what she is valuing in that moment. One of the biggest questions in my life and your life is not, what do I think is the most valuable, but what am I going to value? What am I going to value? What's going to be the most important to me in life? And she breaks this jar saying, there's nothing more important than Christ, this sacrificial moment. And sometimes, in order for us to have this moment of pure sacrifice, something does need to be broken in our lives. Uh, A materialism in our lives that's had a grip on us has to be broken. Or an unforgiveness in our lives, we haven't been able to let go of that hurt, it has to be broken. Or some pattern from our past that is all rooted in selfishness, it has to be broken. There is a deep, deep lesson here in the brokenness of what she did, that needs to happen when we make this sacrifice. She broke the jar, this moment of sacrifice, and then she poured it on Jesus, an action of love. This ceremony of perfuming the head and body, it was a rare ritual preserved only for royalty. It was the most lofty honor that you could bestow on a common person because it was really meant for a king. So she is saying, this is a king that's going to die in this moment. And as she pours it out, this action of love, this fragrance fills the house. But think about it, that wasn't all. Wherever Jesus moves during the next week, the next few hours, this perfume would go with him into the Passover, the Lord's Supper, into the Garden of Gethsemane, into the priest's home where there was the trial, into Herod's hall, into Pilate's praetorium, onto the cross. The the crude hands of the soldiers that divided Jesus' garments, those garments still had the fragrance upon them. This fragrance was taken into the tomb with Jesus. She anointed his body for burial. But that wasn't all. Jesus says, 
this anointing, wherever the gospel is preached, the love that she expressed that day is seen, is smelt, is heard wherever the gospel is preached. That is the power of what she did. That's the power of an extravagant, humble expression of sacrificial love. And we learned some things from this experience that Mary went through. We learned that sacrificial love for Christ motivates extravagant commitment. An extravagant commitment. A commitment that doesn't care what other people think sometimes, but knows what God wants you to do. We also learn that sacrificial love for Christ is an easily misunderstood motivation. So many are so caught up in their own selfishness, and you and I are even caught up in our own selfishness so many times. We miss a humble, extravagant expression of love because we're thinking of it through the eyes of our selfishness. Or others miss your expression of love because they're thinking of it through the eyes of their selfishness. Don't get focused on them. Keep focused on Christ. That's why, he, that's why you gave like you gave. Because the third thing we learn is that sacrificial love for Christ motivates us to accomplish things that are beyond our reach. Mary could have never known that day that what she was doing, what she was doing was anointing him for burial, but was also going to be heard wherever the gospel was preached. These sacrificial moments of love. Jesus has a reason for asking us to do it. But through what you do, he's going to express his love to them. So let's take a moment as we think about this kind of love to ask, to ask Jesus to lead us as only he can lead us. Jesus, we come to you. And we know we don't have this kind of love in us, but you do. You are overflowing with sacrificial love. So I pray that you would teach us to have this kind of worship. Bring it more and more into our lives. Make us men and women who look to you for ways that we can extravagantly give to you. And there's so many ways to think about extravagance in this world. Extravagant things and extravagant foods and extravagant vacations. Lord, let us think more and more about extravagant worship, we pray. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow we're going to see together the beginning of a betrayal and Jesus beginning the Lord's Supper. 